Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. My name is Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha, girl. How you doing this Thursday? I know, child. Listen, <laughs> with this quarantine, don't every day seem the same? Exactly. They been right along. Right, listen, I woke up this morning, I had to tell myself, Leisha, it's Thursday, it's Thursday, it's Thursday, because some days I'd be like, what day is it? <laughs> I know, they just roll right along, girl, but uh, they just keep on going. Yes, absolutely, child. We're so excited. I want to thank everybody. Our uh, Our show is getting so much love. We appreciate you guys. Our replays are truly popping. We thank everybody that's going back and listening to the replays of our show. Uh, Those people that are tuning in to our lives, yes, Let's Chat Live is here, y'all. If you want to be a guest on Let's Chat Live, there is a fee. It's a $10 fee. You just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you have music that you want us to be able to promote and play, uh, as well well as be able to promote you and your brand and your intent behind your brand. Just send your re- your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you are an author or an entrepreneur and you want to just be a guest, send your request. We got you. Mm-hmm. And we have some fabulous music, Leash. We have evolved. Our music library just overflows with talent. And not only talent, but good music, girl. Yes, absolutely. Y'all, we are back. We're having a great, 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 two great shows this week. Tonight, uh, we're talking that talk um, tonight about risk support. 
you know, you know, you get the wrist support whenever you got carpal tunnel, you got to put the wrist, uh, the, the brace on your wrist and it helps protect as you are mm-hmm. moving around. Um, but as an author or, or as um, even an entrepreneur, you still have to have that, that protection, you know, that, mm-hmm. that protects you while you're moving around doing the things that you need to do, being able to help as you as you move about um but being able to have the right protection you know a lot of times we don't have the right support around us um and that's very important whenever you are mm-hmm. trying to pursue your vision and pull everything together so we're going to talk that talk today with three fabulous guests author e ray Turanik, author tasha demay and author wendy savage Awesome. Now, you know, I usually don't know the topic or I don't look to see the topic until the night of the show. So when I saw wrist support, I was like, hmm, now what exactly is she, she, where is she going with that one? Because I thought it was a matter of authors supporting authors, you know, or just support in general. But I knew it had to do with support, but I see the angle Uh that you had coming into the show. So that's going to be interesting to see how our guests absolutely with support. Because it's, it's really all of the above. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your support mm-hmm. is author support. Your support is family support. Your support is having those people around you to help guide you through a process maybe that you're not too sure about or um, help you in a time when you're stuck in a process. You know, you got to have um, a, a village. It does take a village. And so you got to have those people around you. You got to have that team around you. You got to have that support around you to help you get through whatever it is you have to get through. And it has to be the right mm-hmm. support. You know, we always talk about backhanded support. You know, those are the ones mm-hmm. that say they support you, but they looking for you to fail in the process. And I got time for that. That's really not true support. But I think that we don't, we are so used to having backhanded support that we really don't know what true support is. You know, that true mm-hmm. support that holds you. We don't know because a lot of times we haven't experienced it. And so that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about today. That's so true, Lise. And sometimes that true support, you realize it when you may be at a point where you're not able to support yourself, you know, and, and those true supporters, those true people that got your back, they're going to keep you listening. And that's, that's when right. you know the truth is real. When you can't support yourself, but you have others pushing you on, holding you up, telling you, you got this. I got you. We're going to do this, you know? Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times we end up self-destructing um, and self-sabotaging whatever it is that we want to do in the process. Because, again, it's still a process and we don't know how to uh, receive a lot of things that that we are 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 receiving from people when we're trying to position ourselves. So that is so great. Y'all know we get to talking here on Let's Chat and we forget <laughs> that we need to open up the show. So we're going to open up the show. T, T going to open up the show for us. We're going to play a little music and we'll be right back. Go ahead, T, open us up. Absolutely. I uh, Like we say, we get to going like we ain't got nothing else to do for these next two hours. <laughs> but we do have some new people joining us all around the globe, so we welcome you. But just to give you guys a little synopsis of what Leisha and I do here on Let's Chat, we started off a couple of years ago as just doing books, but our show has evolved so much. And as Leisha said at the top of the show, we now have Facebook Live, we have this going on, we have that going on. 
So you never know where our show goes from year to year. And we love doing and celebrating the dopeness of all arts, not just literature, but all the arts. And we do it in a fabulous way, the only way we know how to do it. We celebrate it royally. Now, our show allows our guests as well as our listening audience to interact with each other. You know, we get to hear the passion behind what it is that they love to do. And these three fabulous guests tonight, they are passionate about their craft. But we love having them come into the chat room, just sharing their, their journey, you know, because you never know who's listening. And they may touch someone that may be at a point where they say, I could do that. And sometimes that support where you don't even realize that support is needed, as we're going to talk about later in the show, is right here on Let's Chat. So we thank you for joining us. And again, I, I echo Lisa saying thank you for listening to our archives. They are Popping, popping, popping. But you're ready to have a fabulous show with three fabulous authors, Leash. We are going to have a good time tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all, we got some new music. We always got new music. We appreciate everybody that, again, sends music into us. Shout out to Keith Robinson. Keith Robinson sent us some of his new music, Love Epistolic 2. Uh, his album is getting ready to come out, so we got the music that wasn't even on the radio. Child, T and I play that music so much, you would think it's on the radio, but it's not. <laughs> it's right here on Let's Chat. But it is right here on Let's Chat. And I want to shout out E.P. Pope, uh, Irving Pope. He is a, a actually a makeup producer. Uh, but he has a jazz album that is getting ready to come out as well. And he sent us some music for that. I'm able also to listen to the creative process of him putting that album together. And I really appreciate him always showing me love. Uh, for all of y'all don't know, know who he is, he is a producer behind some of the greatest uh, artists that we love, Kanye West, Jay-Z. Um, he is also his band, the Furnace Band, is the band that the game takes on tour with him. And so he's very talented. So we're going to play a little bit of his new music that he has coming out. But I want to thank EP because he always shows me love. He always looks out on his live. He always shouts me out. Uh, and he's involving me in his process for creating his album. I appreciate him for that because he doesn't have to. Awesome. So we're going to take a brief break. We're going to get some of this new music going, and we will be right back. My third eye to understand the pages off in your mind. I wanna know your energies. I I wanna give you all you need and oh, I wanna be the one you call in late night, the one that you can hold and make it all right.
thought you'd come out of hiding Cause I've been trying to find you mm-hmm. Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come in dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move Like how you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. you, you got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it mm-hmm. Your body, body, body Drop it down low then you pick it up I want it Want it, want it. I want you so bad I can't get enough Your body, body, body Ooh, got me in my feelings Girl, you're a star That's what you are You know, you know You're doing something to me Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride Yeah, this thing's going on
Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Y'all, we are talking that talk today, y'all. We're talking about risk supports. Honey, we got three fabulous guests that will be in the chat room today talking that talk with us. Our first fabulous guest, author Tasha Zemay, is in the building. Hey, Tasha. Hey. <laughs> hey, Tasha, welcome. It's been a minute, girl. We're excited to have you tonight. I'm excited to be here. So you got to, it's been a minute since you've been in the chat room. You got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, Tosh. Oh, Lord. Besides fighting with Amazon, um, <laughs> I have, um, <laughs> I just re-released the cold, my cozy mystery, taste of intrigue, food like mysteries. Got new scenes, new, new cover, new everything. <laughs> um, and... My latest book is, oh, sorry, <laughs> it's got so much going on. One Night With You, <laughs> April in Paris. That's a, that's a novella. It's an interracial novel. It's not no, not like the other ones. It's like a sweet story. It's nice and short. And mm-hmm. coming up, coming up maybe in the fall, I don't know. Um, it had uh, it had to be you. It's a Blasian woman and the white man. She's Korean. Part, her mother is Korean and her father is black. Oh. And she finds out that she's a, an heiress to a fortune. Mm-hmm. But she she don't really want it. <laughs> she don't want anything. She just likes to like the way that it is. She's a um. She's a violinist in the local symphony, and she's happy the way that things are. She she has a really, really, really long, complex story. She stole away on a barge from Korea to America when she was 14, and she pretty much lived on the street until she got discovered playing her violin one day on the street when she was peddling and everything, and and that's how she got in the symphony. But story is taking me a long time to write. This thing's getting on my nerves. <laughs> I'll be glad when I finally finish it. I've been writing this thing for five months, so. But you know what? It's a whole process. Writing is a process, and we we talk about this all the time. You have to be able to experience what it is you're writing because it will come out in your pen. I posted this a couple of weeks ago that a reader a reader can see an author's naked soul when we're reading their work. We can see their pen work. We can see their signature. So if you're tired of writing it, it's going to come out. You know, if you have not researched what you're writing about, it's going to come out. If you um are writing about something that you haven't experienced personally, it's going to come out. If you are emotionally disconnected, it's going to all come out inside oh, of your Oh, absolutely. Pen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Tosh. Oh, you can go ahead. I'm, my animals are jumping on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Now, Tosh, you write a lot of interracial relationships. Mo- majority of your books are interracial. Why do you... Um, Right, with the interracial twist. Well, my um, mother-in-law is white, 
my um I have a few um Caucasian relatives in the family and everything. But I I, I do write um Afro American stories too. But but mostly I'm leaning towards interracial, but now I'm trying to explore other genres and other other races, like with the um with the Korean lady that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm writing about now. And um I have a another lady from from Scandinavia or somewhere that I'm writing about. I I have so many things going on, but mostly I do lean towards interracial um novels because um because of like I said, my husband's mother's white and I have a few white relatives in the family. And that that interracial um Romance is what everybody is, seems to be leaning towards now. Mhm. It's trending as far as relationships. That's right. It's uh, it's becoming a colorless society. Absolutely. Now I, this is Tony, um Aja. I have a question because you do so so much, so many different interracial relationship writing. How important is the the research? For your stories to become to come off as as authentic as possible. Oh, it's very important. When I the first time I decided to write my um, Love, Truth, and Consequences novel, my BDSM, I did a little bit of research, and everybody in the community was all over me. Oh no, you got this, that, and the other thing wrong. And I about that. Research is important. So when I did it again, when I did it this last time, I, I attended mm-hmm. like three or four events. I hung out with the people in the lifestyle. We sat. We had long conversations. Mm-hmm. Question that I could ask under the under the sun. Everything I asked, they said nothing mm-hmm. was taboo. So I asked the question. And um, mm-hmm. and the stuff that I knew, I t- told them what I knew, and they told me whether or not it was right, or you mm-hmm. know whether or not I I kind of I have the idea, but I don't really have it right. So mm-hmm. when I rewrote it, when I rewrote both stories, everything that I thought that I knew, I just threw that away and put in the stuff that I knew. Uh-huh. And so I, I participated in the demonstrations. I let them tie me up and and whip me and use a violet wand and all other fun stuff because I had to mm-hmm. be able to talk about it. How would I know what to write if I didn't experience it? Because, like you said, readers know when you 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 don't know what you're talking about. And they will right. tell you you don't know what you're talking about. They will. Right. And with that being said, Tasha, now this latest book, you said it has an Asian character. Now, will your story have, like, an Asian flavor? What was your research process as far as that's concerned? And in uh, a couple of groups that I'm in, there are uh, a couple of women that are, uh, two of them that are black and Korean, and mm-hmm. we have then one lady that's married to a Korean, so I I talk to them a lot. 
And um, and when I was in the military, I had a few Korean friends. And my my husband served in Korea, so he mm-hmm. he knows a lot about the people and everything. So that that helped too, and it helped a lot. Because I I've never been there. I I never wanted to go to Korea. My husband was like, "Oh yeah, when everything opened back up, we should go." No, <laughs> you can go. I'm not going. Sorry, <laughs> I go anywhere else, but I'm not going to Korea. Sorry. <laughs> now, Tash, this That's is Leisha. I do want to commend you because I want to commend you because your pen has truly, truly grown. I remember we talked, we've talked about you uh, doing self-publishing and you didn't want to do it, you, you know, and, you know, a lot of times we always are uh, careful about the things we say to uh, other people when less concerned about how we speak to ourselves. Um, and so we really have a go moment. Um, what was your go moment like when you decided to to take your writing into your hands and step out on faith and make that move? What was that process like for you? Well, I didn't want to do it initially. I sat down and I talked to my husband about it. And he said, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I, I have no idea. So what I did was, I talked to a lot of uh, authors that are with publishing houses and that that um, uh, are self-published, but they're signed to publishing houses. And I I talked to everybody. I talked to people from Harlequin and all the other giant publishing houses, Simon and Schuster and everything. And I just wanted to know what's the pros and cons. The biggest thing. For everybody is that kind of limit you on the venues you can participate in, the things you can do, what you can write about, what you can say, what you can name your character, and all of that. And I was like, why would I want to do that? I mean, I'm my mind is like, I'm gonna make up a name. <laughs> it sounds good. I'm gonna make the thing up. But two chances to one. All of my characters' names mean something. All all of my characters' names mean something. If I decide to name a character something, I look it up and find out what the name means. Like in mm-hmm. the story I'm working on now, um, it had to be you. Arum in Korean means beauty. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to name my character, give my characters these names, I'm going to find out what all of them mean. And they, they mean they mean different things. I don't just give them a name just to be giving them a name. Now, people got mad at me for when I did um, Black Money and I named my character Aleye. And they was like, we can't say that. I'm like, you know, it sounds... It, it's spelled, it sounds the way that it's spelled. How can you not say that? I got three stars because they couldn't pronounce the name. I'm like, we were <laughs> like, dude, send the blurb. I spelled it out. And I told everybody how it's supposed to be said when I did the, when we did the, really, the book release. And nobody was listening. Well, you know what, Tosh? A lot of times, 
um, when it comes down to the flow uh, of of a manuscript uh, and the way the the reader is reading it, you know, sometimes the words that we use, whether they're names or the adverbs we're deciding to use for description, they do break that person's, sometimes they do break that person's flow in the book and it takes them away because now they're distracted. They got to figure out, you know, what this, what is this name? Um, and, or what does this word mean? So sometimes it is frustrating um, in that process, but I think that you, you do pretty good with your names, but in these particular books that you are creating now, as I see your pen growth, you are trying to teach at the same time you're trying to give people a creative uh, outlet for them to be able to enjoy and just kind of relax. But you want to be able to teach people in the process about other cultures and other experiences that people may have. And so that is a great, great thing that you are doing. Um, But I do understand sometimes uh, names can be distracting. And so you all know that the review process, that review process is really a message board, you know, and it's a message board from the reader. uh, And your reviews, to me, sometimes don't really reflect the work itself. It reflects um, what has frustrated that reader, whether it is a name, or if you killed off their favorite character, or that just lets you know that uh, the reader is flowing with your work. But when it came to the word, they they did get uh, get a little sidetracked with that, and it it was hard for them to be able to pronounce it out. So sometimes maybe changing the spelling um, and trying to find creative ways to spell a unique unique name, so that way um, when they're sounding it out, it comes out to be the same thing. It's just maybe spelt a little bit differently. But I think you've done pretty good with the growth of your pen and being able to take control and push your pen. You know, we always talk about you writing outside of BDSM and writing Westerns and writing uh, cozy mysteries and things of that nature. And you have done that. You have pushed your pen beyond uh, your fear and its limits. You know, a lot of times we focus and we get wrapped up in, in our fears. And it really becomes uh, something that we have a, an attachment to. We become attached to our pain. We become attached to um, the fear of moving forward and the fear of the unknown. We become attached to those things sometimes to the point where it prevents us from taking those those steps in positioning ourselves to where we're supposed to be. And I just want to say I am so glad that you didn't let any of that you you push forward and you did your thing you do your covers you you do everything and you're doing a good job you're doing a very good job now I want to go back to when to the beginning when you sat down and decided you wanted to write um and you decided to move forward in that original um step Towards your vision, what was that process like for you? And how has your pen grown, in your opinion, in that time frame? Um, 
what's the process like? The, the process. Oh, good Lord. The when you very is, first, that process to choosing to write. When you back in it, want to go all the way back to when you decided to make all that move. All the way back. The all process the to choosing to, first... to write. What was that goal moment like for you when you decided to execute your thoughts? I went to a book event because I was a blogger at the time, and I didn't do anything but attend book events and interview the authors and the publishers and different things. And one day I stopped at um, author Brenda Jackson's table one day, and I told her, I said, you know, I I write a little. I have this box full of unfinished stories. Why did I say that? <laughs> she was like, you better turn something in, and I'm going to check and see if you turned it in. I was like, oh, Lord, why did I tell her that? But um, I said, well, why not? You know, I mean, even like she said, even if they reject it, at least you can say you did it that first Mm -hmm. step. And -hmm. you did it. Even if they said we don't like this, this is not what we're looking for. Uh, I got Mm -hmm. one rejection letter I'd never forget, which really pushed me to really want to write. This guy had the nerve to tell me. You should choose another field of work. Writing is not for you. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is this. This is that. And I was crying and I told my husband, I don't know what it is. letter. And then I was talking to, um, I was talking to another author and she was telling me about some of hers. So I'm like, well, why am I crying? I got one. She got 20. <laughs> rejection letters. Uh-huh. So what am I talking about? You know, what am I crying for? So I was like, you know what? I am going to write. I'm going to write it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book. I am going to write it. Even if it doesn't do well, at least I can say I did it. But if you Absolutely. wasn't writing, Tasha, what would you, I'm sorry, Lisa, what would you be doing if you wasn't an author? Well, would I, I, I would still be blogging. I would. I would still be attending events. I would still be talking to authors. And I would still be buried in my book collection because <laughs> I have thousands of books all across every genre you could think of. I have a book on it. And um, that's that's probably what I would be doing. Be and how has your pen grown? How has your pen grown since I'm not you afraid it up. to write about stuff now like I was before when uh-huh. I. When I wrote Taste of Intrigue, I didn't know nothing about cozy mysteries. What do I know? I didn't. I knew zero about cozy mysteries. Nothing. I um. So I contacted a lot of the authors that do it so well, and I asked them. They told me to just sit down and write it. They said once you write the first draft, you know, sure it's not going to be great, but you did it. You got it down, you got the words down on paper, and you did it. Then Mm -hmm. the next step is when you're working with your editor and everything, and you're fixing what's wrong, and and then everything will be, everything will feel like, you know, will be a little bit easier. But if you decide to write about something that's out of your comfort zone, like that was out of mind, I started not to do it. I was like, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. 
I have, and then I had to write it in first person. I've never done that. I've never written anything in first person. That's like having mm-hmm. voices in your head or something. And it's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. I don't, I, I don't know. So mm-hmm. they just told me to sit down and write it. Just go ahead and write it. Even if it doesn't make any sense, just go ahead and write it. At least you'll have the first draft down. Then you can go from right. there. Right. Absolutely. I posted a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Sorry, see, I did post that a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Uh, how difficult was it for a female author to write in a male voice and a male author to write in a female voice the first time they decided to make that move to write a, a character of the opposite sex? What was that process like for you the first time you sat down to write a, a male voice? Oh, Lord, I had a, I stopped. I asked my husband something, and I asked him to say it, to say the line that I wrote. And he was like, well, why do you want me to do that? I said, I want to see how it would sound if you said it. Because I had Mm -hmm. to have that male voice in my head. Otherwise, it would have sounded like he was prissy. He was a girly girl, and I had to have it sound like a guy. So... I had him say a lot of the lines, a lot of the lines in um in playing dirty. A lot of them, I changed them a little bit. My husband says them. <laughs> a lot of the lines in um and love, truth, and consequences that the men say. He says a lot of that stuff, and I just write it down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he thinks I'm crazy because I have him repeat things back to me. And how does this sound? And what if I have them do that? Will that be right? <laughs> wow. So you know, like, no, why do you, you have know, me Tosh, reading this? <laughs> but, you know, Tasha, I want to echo Leash because um, I also have seen the growth of your pen, you know, since, since I was first introduced to your writing. But how do you feel your pen has grown since you've been in the industry? Do you see it? Does it get easier for you? Is it more difficult the more books you have under your belt? How do you view yourself as having grown? It's a lot easier. I can tell you that much. It's a lot easier. The mm-hmm. The last book I wrote, my <laughs> oh, lady that edited it, she was like, child, you better hurry up and finish this book and do this, this, and this so I can put it in my collection. I was like, oh, Lord, do that mean that? Because I asked her, I said, is that a good thing? She was like, yes, that's a good thing. You know, because mm-hmm. she could see that I wasn't afraid to just sit down and just write it and and not go back and go, no, and second-guess myself. Or maybe I shouldn't say that, and maybe I shouldn't do this. And, but she was like, oh, man, you really wrote this one. I was like, that that's a good thing. That's a really, really good thing. When you start getting mm-hmm. compliments from your editor, who makes you cry. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a... I got a critique on the book I'm working on now, man. It was like I never seen so much red crayon on a paper in a minute. She was like, "Nope, nope, nope. Can't say that. Can't say that. That sounds dumb. Change that." And she was like, "You have to find your voice. You can't say it like that. And you have to say mm-hmm. it how you would say it, or how your character would say it. Put yourself in your character's mm-hmm. shoes." 
was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something a little fun, child. You know, because we, we do what we do to allow everybody to be able to experience that author's passion and be able to experience uh, their craft and their brands uh, and the intent behind the things that they do. You know, a lot of times we never know a person's why. And when you need, when you don't have word of mouth, because in this day of social media, everybody is your audience now. You know what I'm saying? Because you can reach so many different people. Um, and so the, in, in doing that, you have to make sure that you are reaching them at, with all of your vices, you know, we'll say. And your personality is one of those things that's part of your cup, your eye candy for a reader. Right down to the cover, the name, how your name sits on a book. Um, and, and that draws people in. And so here we we like to give you a little a little fun thing. I don't know what T's gonna do. T comes up with our fun <laughs> stuff. I just want to do this disclaimer. I don't have nothing to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm le- I'm finding out at the same time y'all finding out. So yeah, you know. I don't know what she gonna ask right? you. I would say clutch your pearls now. Ain't no telling what she might ask. But um, I'm ready. <laughs> Oh, Alicia, she done set me up. Oh, Alicia. <laughs> okay, Tosh. <laughs> we, you know we always enjoy when you visit us here in the chat room, Tosh, so don't, don't make this your last time. We got to get you back up in here. But I've been on my brain teaser bit for a minute. So I have a brain teaser for you. You ready? You got to listen closely. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, now this could actually be out of a book. You could have written it, I could have written it, and Lisa could have written it. Now, the question is, you're in a cabin with no electricity. Come nightfall, you have a candle, a wood stove, and a, but you only have one match. What do you like first? The stove. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> We gotta get us a, a a bond leash because that is the wrong answer. You know what the right answer is? What the match? You gotta oh, like the that's match right. first. You like the <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You have to strike the match. The match to light the stove. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> I guess I wasn't thinking about that. I guess I was thinking in terms of I got the match, strike it, light the the stove, so I can be warm. <laughs> See, I said, you got to listen closely. <laughs> okay. Was that was the first time using that one. <laughs> That's good. That was a good one, T. T. That was a good one. <laughs> Tosh, we so appreciate oh. you coming to kick it with us in the chat room on today. Like T said, don't be a stranger. You are always welcome into the chat room. I know you have a, a new book that you're working on, so when that book is done, hit us up so we can get you on and talk that talk about it. Before you head out of the chat room, I want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can reach you. Shout out your blog that everybody can um, uh, contact you at as well. On Facebook, it's um, author Tasha Demay. On Twitter, it's Tasha Demay012. On Instagram, it's author Tasha. On Tumblr, it's love Tasha Demay. My blog, I have, I have several blogs. I have a blog where I present 
that's uh, all the Tasha of the man, and there's the one that I post my books on, Slug Between the Pages of a Book, and Conversations with Tasha, where you can just ask any question that you want to ask about my book or about me or about my 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 millions of animals. <laughs> that's That's about it. I'm always on social media because... People won't let me rest. <laughs> um, I have to do a blog hop or something like that, so I'm I'm always on. Okay, well, I that's love awesome. it. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you put into your books. We thank you for uh, blessing us with your craft and your creativity, and you are welcome mm-hmm. back anytime. I sure hate I'm not going to get to see y'all. They cancel kickback. <laughs> A whole lot of things there again. <laughs> well, thanks anyway. Thanks for having me. You are, you so, are so very welcome. welcome. Talk. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's always refreshing when she comes in and sharing what she has been up to lately, Lisa, and it's always interesting as well. Yeah, and her growth to me, uh, she has really grown, even like with her posting and her interaction and her covers. Mm-hmm. She has really, really grown in her craft, and I'm super proud of her. Um, we're going to take Thank another you. brief break, and we'll be back with our next fabulous guest, Author E. Oh, let's see. Uh-oh. All right, shout out to Gigi De Niro. Got a lot of hope, I don't love that. Nothing's ripped on the show. I 
I'm going to go over her house and she's going to ask me and I'm going to say, here, I wrote it. And and that's why, you know, what really pushed me because she was constantly bugging me every time she saw me. Mm. Well, that's that support Lisa and I had talked about earlier. <laughs> it is. It is. And you need that. You know, you need that accountability person kind of. And she was kind of my accountability person unofficially. Um, I didn't know that then. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. once she she pushed me to that, and I, I knew I could do it, you know, it was just me just taking the time to do it because uh, I was doing so many other things. So, but I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. We are too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Now, when you decided to step into writing uh, and you decided to sit down and write your first character of the opposite sex, what was that process like for you? You know what? The main character in in Compelled to Murder, my first novel, is a male character. So um, it wasn't really difficult for me just because I have a father. I've been around males all my life. You know, I have a husband. Um, I'm a... I'm a female, but I I, I do have um, a very strong presence. So as far Mm -hmm. as astrologically, I'm like six parts male, four parts female. You know, I have more masculine traits. So it's it's just easier. You do? (laughs) And a lot of people, I I had to learn to turn that aggression, you know, into a softer. Lucky I have that Libra moon. So that softens me up a bit, but I, I used to get a lot, my husband used to tell me, um, I don't know if I can say this on the air, but he would call me a butthole, but he would say it like an asshole. Because, uh, <laughs> like, you are just so, not mean, but you just say things so directly, and I don't mean mm-hmm. to offend anybody, but it's just telling them the truth, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. it's it was it's just easy for me to write uh, male characters, you know? Most of them are mean, but, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Now, I'm glad you mentioned, like, your Libra moon. And how did you get into the natal charting and understanding what the moon – y'all, let me tell y'all. She can – if something go down, I'm like, listen, what's this? <laughs> she knows what it is, and she will break it all the way down for me. How did you get into um, just understanding your uh, zodiac? Um, I love astrology. Astrology is, is one of my major passions. I have actually used astrology to learn myself and learn what I'm supposed to do in life, who I'm supposed to be in life, how to better my life, how to better those around me. And that's what I um, uh, use astrology for. I'm primarily not really horoscopes. I don't do tarot. I actually read uh, and research the planets and the transits and the the stars and the sun, you know, the things like that. Um, So it's a little more specific or um, concrete than just, horoscopes like tarot using cards Uh um so i like that better because i'm you know i can argue that better than arguing me flipping a card and saying oh this is what i feel you're gonna get you know so um -hmm. i just i just basically i'm a scorpio so i'm i'm into that dark deep kind of stuff so i was always Mm -hmm. into it um and i just took to it i just started learning about it and uh i i just just started reading, you know, I already like to research stuff. You know, I'm a real researcher, um, even more so than a reader. So I would just, I just researched it and just learned on my own and and Mm -hmm. studied it. So uh, I've been using it, 
you know, to to up myself. And I figured, you know what, I can use this to better those around me. So I just started putting my newsletter out and putting the astrology in the newsletter so that people can read about their month and figure out how they can kind of navigate to get over certain problems they're going to have during the month, you know, and things like that. And and plus it gives me attention and it helps people out at the same time. So it's like a win-win with astrology. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, this is Tony Elay. How much does that play or does it play a role at all in your books and the way you write? Um, I would have to say, you know, in, in, in book two, Compelled to Murder 2, um, one of the girls, she she was, she did do tarot. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like direct astrology, I don't really too much put um, no, I don't. I don't really put too much astrology or anything like that in my in my actual books. Um, I mm-hmm. keep. I kind of keep that separate, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it's mm-hmm. already putting a lot on people. Being that it is astrology, um, mm-hmm. and not just tarot, it's hard for people to fathom sometimes. So it's like, eh, maybe I should just kind of slow roll it and teach them a little bit. That's why I started putting mm-hmm. it in the newsletter and stuff like that so I can kind of, like, explain to people and they can kind of, you know, have a under, better understanding of it as opposed to me just right, going to the book and people don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Right, because I was thinking the interpretation may be lost in the trans in the translation and the transition between author and reader. You never know who is at what stage mm-hmm. in their lives when, you're re- when they're reading something. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, you recently started a YouTube page. What was that process like, and why did you choose to be able to take uh, everything that you have, your books, um, your astrology, and, and create a YouTube page for that? Um, a few reasons. Number number one is because um, I needed the exposure, um, you know, and number two, because I was putting it in the newsletter, and I get about generally about 150 or so views a month on the newsletter, maybe 150 to 200 or something like that. And I was like, I, I'm confident in what I'm putting out. I know what I'm putting out is it helps people, you know. So me putting the YouTube out, I was like, look at this. Listen to this so you can know what's, what's going to be coming, so you can know how to navigate it, so you can know if you're going to have trouble around the house and your garage is going to break in stuff like that, are you going to have to pay this expense, you know, for, for this sector of your life so you know not to put your book out right now, wait till the new moon. You know, it's like I wanted people to see it. Like this really helps you because it literally has helped me, um, you know, since I've been practicing uh, astrology, you know, even with moving mm-hmm. me forward faster. I feel like I've been through a lot of trials, but as far as the writing or the literary industry, I also feel like I have had a very good um, support, you know, not only because I support other people, you know, I put out a good aura, but um, astrology helps that, you know, it's helped me to know when to post, what to post, you know, just different things like that. So I was like, I need to give this to more people, you know, Mm -hmm. because I like to see people succeed. I like to see people know who they are. I like to see people blossom and transition to another phase of their life because of something I said or I helped them, you know, get to. That really, really, uh, I wouldn't say feeds my ego, but kind of, you know, I like it a lot. I like helping people. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny because that is so true when you have to um, use it to just kind of understand you. I think a lot of times, especially now in this day and age, we are, a lot of people are self-evaluating. You know, they're understanding, mm-hmm. trying to understand themselves and the why behind what they do and how they feel. You know, they're just mm-hmm. not just reacting or being reactive. They're trying to understand why they're being reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look at it and actually, because I'm writing my book as well, I use it for my characters. I use you it to, uh, well, first I was using their zodiac sign to just come up with characteristics, you know, mm-hmm. um, of that type of person. But then it, it was understanding the person uh, and the, mm-hmm. their why. And and it's really, really, really deep. Like, and they always have those stories, like when they talk about Lilith. I didn't, you know, they always have different stories. But when you have to go into different, can you break down like the different parts, like the moon? What is that? You know, the the rising, the um, the Lilith. Can you just go into breaking some of those down, um, and and what this what it says about you or what it focuses on in you? Well, I mean, your your um your sun sign, like my sun sign is Scorpio. That's primarily who I am on a soul level. You know, those are the things that I'm going to experience in the world on a on a on a soul level on the inside. As far as your rising, that's how the world sees you. Uh, my rising is Leo, and people see me as like out. You know, want to get attention. I'm out there. I'm, you know, um, I wouldn't say a just leading or, or, or trying to become a leader, you know, I'm trying to put myself out there. Leos are more expressive than, like that. Their, their sign is the sun. They're ruled by the sun. So um, a lot of people see me like that, even though I'm more a Scorpio, an introvert and uh, really dark on the inside. So it's like, uh, and then your moon sign is um, how you're going to go through life feeling things, you know, um, moon, the moon is how you feel, period. That's uh, why the moon cycles, you know, affects us so differently. You know, other people say it's a full moon. You might get uh, upset or emotions might be heightened by the moon and things like that. So the moon is is about the way you feel. Um, so those are as far as the different signs. You can't really, that's why it's hard to kind of peg somebody down to a, um, a certain sign. You know, when you say, oh, she's a Scorpio. So she's going to, you know, act a certain way. Well, not necessarily because, you know, you have that rising sign. You're actually more so your rising sign than you are um, your sun sign. You're just as much, you know, of both. That's why it's important to really, really know yourself. And it's really, really important to know, um, you know, the cycles that the moon goes through and things like that so that you know when people do certain things, you know, like when people do certain things to me, I don't necessarily automatically just get upset with them just because I know astrology. I try to understand like, oh, okay, she's this sign. She's about to be going through this and that. And I do that to you guys. I'll go through Facebook and look at your birthday, you know, and see, oh, she might, she must be going through something. Let me see what sign she is. And I'll look to see. And that helps me better understand and not, uh, and approach things in a better way, you know? So um, it's important. That's deep. <laughs> the other day, she ran in my inbox. You okay? I ain't seen you in a minute. You feeling okay? What 
all right. <laughs> I can tell, Elay. So she does that. Ha- she does that. You have to. You have to. Uh, you know, you have to make a connection with people, and when people see that you actually care and you make a connection with them and actually see and know what they could possibly be going through, um, they like that, you know, and that's why I get, you know, even though I haven't been out there that long, that's why I get a lot of people that come to my energy because they're like, she kind of feels what I'm going through, even though she might not be going through it. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I just try to try to keep that keep that in mind and uh, navigate with compassion because you get more back when you're a better person, you know? Wow. That is that that she just took me to a whole nother level, Lee. <laughs> let me tell you, the first time she had I don't know what did you post about it was a some sign of moon. And I was like, Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> this type of activity does not have to go on. I don't have time for this. <laughs> but she breaks it all down. Like if if it's something and I'm and I don't understand what it is, I'd be like, What what what's going on? <laughs> Honey, didn't I, push, didn't I push it on you, though? When I first came to the industry with that, I had to kind of sneak it in. I was like, I'm going to push it on them. I'm going to get it on them. I'm going to get them into it, you know. So I just had uh-huh. to creep it little by little. And then maybe last year or so, it was like, it was it was time. I could really, like, break it out on y'all. And, you know, people are embracing it a little more. Well, you know, wow. I've always... I've always focused on my zodiac sign because um, I'm an Aries and, and we a little different mm-hmm. and we can be not mm-hmm. nice sometimes. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. be not nice sometimes and um, I operate in my masculine energy a lot. I do. And, uh, you know, but I'm trying to like change and that's what made me when you, when we got acquainted, um, that's mm-hmm. what drew me to you because I needed to start understanding me a little bit more on, you know, just an emotional level of understanding why this is this and why this is this, um, and what, what mm-hmm. these things mean. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what kind of connected us. But when she was talking about how the moon, um, I don't know what it was in Mars or Mercury or it was a Mercury retrograde or something. And she was like, <laughs> It was she was preparing us like this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a it is it's a lot of planets retrograding right now. It's like a, Venus is retrograde, uh, Jupiter is retrograde, Saturn is retrograde, shooting uh, Neptune is about to go retrograde. It's a lot of planets um, retrograde and going back over those sectors. And if you look at the astrology or go to my um, YouTube channel and Transfers Press Astrology and listen to it or are subscribed to the newsletter. All the information is written in there. It tells you, like, what houses it affects, you know, because you have 12 houses. And I tell you what area of your life it's going to affect you. So, and you can look at your rising and your moon because it applies to both and your sun sign because it applies to all. So you can see all the areas of your life that's going to be getting hit and what could possibly, you know, be happening to you. So, and can you, for those that don't know, talk a little bit about what is the retrograde it's basically just the planet is going back over. It's uh, reviewing, you're revising during that time. It's just going back over a certain area of your life that you've already been through before, um, maybe even giving you a chance to redo things, to re-look, to look back over things and things like that. It's not really the time to push stuff forward. 
just simply because Mercury is a planet of sales, communication, uh, skills, intellect. So that's all looking backwards. So it's at a stop. The planet is not actually moving backwards, but it's turned around and it's facing the other way as if it's um, going to move backwards. But it just kind of stands still, but just rotates. Um, but anyway, huh. it's going back over. Um, it's going back over things, and it gives you that chance. So you really shouldn't probably rush stuff forward in the area that it rules because you don't have its support. So that's kind of what, you know, not say retro, what retrograde is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Well, you know, here on that right chat now. <laughs> Go ahead, see. I'm like, all right now. <laughs> I hope y'all get the I hope y'all look at y'all horoscope. It really does help. Or at least get the newsletter. Even if you don't um can't sit there and just plug up YouTube and just listen to the horoscope while you're riding to work or something. It's actually mm-hmm. written in the newsletter word for word, like the transits and the um individual astrology. So wow. it's all free. It's in there. Mhm. Okay. We're gonna have to drop that before you leave the chat room, so people can go over there and visit it. Yeah. Well, I know or download it. My sun sign is Aries. My moon <laughs> is Taurus. My Mercury is Aries. My Venus is Pisces. Um, Which my are... rising is Cancer. Is it? Oh boy, my Lilith and all that, is and all that the North. The North Node just moved out of your um. The North Node actually just moved out of Cancer into Gemini. My North Y'all Node is Scorpio. I mean, my uh, my ascending is Scorpio. At first, mm-hmm. I had it all confused. I thought mm-hmm. my rising was the ascending, uh, and then it is. Your ascending is your rising. Your your rising sign is your ascending sign. What's the A A S C node? Yeah, that's that's the rising sign. Oh, that's the, Scorpio. The, okay. Oh, so you're a Scorpio rising. So more people see. Oh, you a Scorpio rising and an Aries sign. My Lilith is Aries, y'all. Now I didn't understand what Lilith was. I I I consider Lilith your ugly side. <laughs> That's the side you yeah. keep locked up from people. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> but, you know, and I did because I need to be able to understand um, me and why, you know, my intent behind some of the things that I feel or say or do. And start, mm-hmm. I started asking myself why a lot of things. Like, if I'm uh, upset, why am I upset? You know, because I mm-hmm. have to start trying to control those things. Because sometimes you can get upset and you can't control it, where it takes four or five days for you to just come down. You don't want to try mm-hmm. to evolve from that and just kind of understand you uh, and how you're feeling. Well, you know, we are so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Y'all, we like to do something fun with our guests. Mm-hmm. And so T come up with the fun stuff. I don't know what she's going to ask. If you got plurals, go ahead on and clutch them now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> oh man. All right, Miss Elay. We're gonna have to have you back because I want I wanna go I wanna talk to you and delve into your pen because you have the type of pen that I love to watch at night when I do have time, like that criminal minds type of show. Yes, so your thank fun you. question your fun question is based on that realm. So I'm going to give you a prompt, give you two prompts. 
and I want you to give us a quick synopsis that that kind of shows your pen. We definitely have to come back because I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about compelled to murder, so make sure you put us on your calendar. But just to pop, to give us a synopsis, it's a coffin and a tiara. I love doing different odd, off the top oh, type of stuff. <laughs> So give us a, a quick little uh, scene with a coffin and a tiara. Coffin and a tiara. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Alicia steps into the room. She felt her life was over at that point. Her mother had passed away, and she had nothing left. Hmm. She took off her tiara, set it on top of her mother's coffin, and let the last tears fall from her face. All right, that's that's all I can really come up with, with on the fly. <laughs> you, you, put the a, uh, you put that me is, in a lot. Yeah, that's what we sit here on that chat. <laughs> you your voice just drew everybody in. Did you notice at least? She just like right. went into character. <laughs> It was like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, you gonna start right now? Okay, wait. Okay, well, now, I wish you could have read a passage from one of my books. Listen, <laughs> your mind is just twisted. Let me tell y'all about this child covers. Okay, <laughs> her covers be speaking to you like just to be able to write what you write in the capacity that you do it is so awesome. Um, oh, but your covers. Your covers are clean and crisp and creepy. <laughs> yeah. They are. I love, I love it like that. I you tell people I'm a good girl that writes bad things. Yeah. Right. You know somebody about to get killed. And if you look at the cover, it'll tell you if it's going to be a, a, a how that killing going to be. I mean, she be having blood coming down a knife. I be like, oh, no, they getting killed, killed. Oh, oh, you killing, killing people in here. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. And it's, and it's well written. And it gives you a really, really, really good story. You know, I might give you nightmares a little bit, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to come back, and we're gonna talk, delve into that uh, that fierce pen of yours. Please, absolutely. Please. You, and you're an edit, you do editing too, don't you? Um, no, I don't do editing. I mean, I edit my stuff, but no, I don't do editing. Mm-hmm. I thought you were an That's what I do. Yes, T got that hardcore red pen. Child, mm-hmm. your cover is equi- your covers are equivalent to her pen, let me tell you. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. I didn't know you were an editor. Wonderful. Oh yes. That's a lift so you up. I'm always just on the computer, grammarly in it. Uh huh. You know, grammarly is deceiving. Gra- I'ma mm-hmm. just say grammarly is deceiving. It is, it is, because sometimes you have to watch this up. It'll tell you to correct something. You're like, that's not wrong. So you got to kind of, you know. Yes. <laughs> we discern. so appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. We so appreciate, appreciate you coming you and kicking with us. Ladies. And you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you for having me, you guys. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate welcome. you. Before you go, Give a shout out of your social media and where people can uh, join your newsletter. Okay. Oh, your YouTube. So, um, you can check me out at E Ray Books 
dot us or you can just put in mental chatter musings that's my um my website or you can mm-hmm. go to enchantress press astrology on youtube enchantress press astrology and please subscribe guys it's really really worth it if you want to be subscribed to the newsletter you can just hit me up on facebook erase ironic or author erase ironic and uh put your uh email in my messenger and i'll go ahead and add you over um to the list so that you can get the uh, free monthly newsletter it's that simple Awesome. Well, thank you so much, anyway. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a enjoy the rest of your night. You do the same. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. That was awesome, Lee. Yeah, y'all, she's, so she's really super dope. She's dope in real life. Like, for real, for mm-hmm. real, dope in real life. Uh, and the mm-hmm. sweetest. She is really, really sweet. And it, she's welcoming. You know what I'm saying? She really is. So if right. you have questions, don't hesitate to connect with her. Um, she is very welcoming at all times. And so we appreciate her for that. Oh, we got a hand up. Okay. Oh, that's the, that's her hand. Uh, yep, that's still her. Oh, okay. Okay. So we truly, truly appreciate you guys uh, chilling with us today. We are talking that talk about that risk support. We've had two fabulous guests on. If you're just tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you missed any interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives here at blogtalk.com and you'll be able to listen to our archives. You can also catch them on iHeartRadio as well as iTunes. And I am putting our YouTube page um, together. So everything is going to be on our YouTube page as well. You can check out our Let's Chat Lives, which is our live interviews that we do on social media. Um, Everything is going to be on our YouTube. So check that out. Check out our interviews that we've done already. We have our next fabulous guest, Miss Wendy Savage. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining How us this you? evening. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. We Thank appreciate you. you. Now, listen, we we've been having a hard time getting connected, but we got connected and we got her on here. I'm <laughs> y'all. She's so sweet and diligent. She's been patient. She like no worry. <laughs> My girl, that's the kind of girl. That's what it is. No worry. It Very happens. patient. No worry. Right. It happens. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. But we appreciate you. We appreciate your patience in this whole uh, process we're going through. Be- oh, before really? we get it's been a while, was worth it. <laughs> Child, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody about yourself and your literary journey. Okay, I'm an author and a poet. I started writing at an early age, like I guess ten, nine, somewhere in school. And I used to win poetry contests in church, first prize. And I went on to write my local paper for like six years, a local poetry column, and Rhymes Magazine online for a year. I had two poetry books written. I just just published a book called What's in Your Purse? A Guide for Women's Mm -hmm. Wellness, which I'll talk about that tonight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what's in your purse. I love that cover. That cover is clean and crisp, and it says a lot. Where did you come with the concept (laughs) for the title from? The stuff we carry with us, is it like fat? Is it um, depression, anger, bitterness? All the things we carry, it's in our purse. The stuff we carry. I like that. The purse. 
purse is a metaphor for what we carry. Hmm. Okay. 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 That's like now, a different spin on that now. It is. It is because <laughs> it's so true. We carry so much, uh, and, and we carry it in our bag. You know. So I get that. I love that spin. How you did that. Oh, thanks. 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 So when you sat down to to decide to write this book about basically our baggage that we carry, um, what was that process like for you? I had to go through my own process of my own personal story from mm-hmm. brokenness to self-care. And it started off at an early age of being uh, mentally abused by my mom, sexually abused by her boyfriend's son, mentally abused by my husband and neglected. So I took that out, and thank God I'm an overcomer. I'm not a victim. I'm, a, I'm victorious. So, dude, you know, I, I dreaded being alone. You know, I dreaded being alone for a long time. And once I got alone, you have to face your own demons then, you know. So then pops, uh-huh. you know, what am I going to do with this stuff? You know, just stuff like that. So little by little, I started, like, working on my, on my own per- personal self inwardly and asking God to help me, meaning that, you know, I, I started, like, quoting scriptures and, like created me a clean heart and renewing my spirit within me. I, I had to get myself together first, and mm-hmm. then I said my, my my purpose came to be help to help other women who come across who cross who worn shoes that I've worn, and that's my really my calling to help other women. I love it. So I, I love that, it. So I, thank you. So I did that. Then I put a journal prompt to ask people in depth questions about themselves. You know, um, how do you feel today? Um, what is your one thing you never got over? Then I have um, tips on wellness and, and um, scripture and prayer and poetry slash throughout the book. Mhm. Wow. Now see, this is Tony. Um, is it? Do we pronounce it Wendy? Yes, that's oh, correct. That's Wendy. No, Wendy. That's right. Wendy. Okay. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. Because, you know, Misha and I, we can tear a name up here on that chat. Um, <laughs> yes, we can. We got to be clear. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But I want to ask you, you know, now that you've told us the concept and what it is behind the title, sometimes you can, your back can be so heavy and you tend to clean it out every now and then. How has your back lightened since you started this journey? It's lightened in a way and I went from hating to loving. I went from feeling self-doubtful to feeling self-confident. I went from having low self-esteem to having self-esteem. It's, it's been tremendous. Mm. Yes. And it, and it comes from spending time alone. You know, you have to get. It, it's nice to be around people. You need you need to socialize. You need people. But for me, getting alone with myself and and having quiet time. That helped me to really face my own demons. Mm-hmm. And you've also been still Tony, Alwindy. You know, you you shared with us your journey to why you are at this point in your life. But as you were writing this book, how did you see yourself? And did you did were you did you feel purged? How did you feel once you what you when you went through writing this book? And how did you feel afterwards? I felt relieved. Like I got, relieved, I got okay. <laughs> I got it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I felt um 
I put it? I still felt, I felt, I felt good because I was out of my system, and I knew that the story would help somebody else. My story would help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, you have to go through a process of of healing when you decided to write your book. How has your pen grown? Uh, because you not only just write literature, but you are a poet as well. So how has your pen grown, and how have you grown just as a woman? Oh, wow. <laughs> as a woman, let's see. Um, As my pen's grown, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not writing. Poetry is a great. I like poetry. The book is my first book. So I've gone from writing poetry, which is a good thing, to writing a whole another book, and that's another good thing. But as a woman, I feel more empowered. My, my, my writing empowers me. I write that stuff down. I look back and say, "You wrote that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you wrote that. It came out of me, you know. And that mm-hmm. shows you, you know, if I had, I need, I need. I, I look for more women like me because iron sharpens iron, you know. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, to pour into people and to pour into me, that'd be powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is Tony, Wendy. I want to say, you know, we've been on this um, quarantine for a couple of months now, and a lot mm-hmm. of people may not come out the same way that they went in. How mm-hmm. do you see yourself coming out of this quarantine, and, and, and are you happy with how you have changed, if you have changed at all? Well, I'm still doing what I've been doing. I'm, I'm still in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm quite like I, I don't have a license. I live in a rural area, so basically I'm always ha- I'm introverted. I'm always like to myself. So being mm-hmm. in the house is not a major challenge for me. It's like okay, they're doing what I'm doing now, you know. So ah. I, <laughs> so really, I, I took a life coach course in, like in the last couple of weeks and I passed. So I'm moving forward. I'm still I still have goals. And I still know what I want to do, and all this stuff. It's like a drop in my lap. You know, people are going online mm-hmm. now for uh, uh, classes or whatever to to learn from. I'm I'm I had that mm-hmm. in mind to do it anyway because I'm home. So it's not really a problem. See, that's a different spin. That's a different spin. Those that are introvert, you know, this is kind of the norm. But for me, I've been in this house for two <laughs> months now. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear me? I said two months now. <laughs> <laughs> two whole months. I've counting number of times I've been out of the house on one hand. Mm. I live in New York going on of this pandemic. So, you know, yes. and I want to come out of this two-month pandemic a little bit different than when I came in. So that's mm-hmm. my mentality on how I want to see myself on the other side of reopening the world. That's a good note. That's a good thing. Because, mm-hmm. and this is my only my opinion only, I feel like, you know, um, it's time for that. It's time that we pay mm-hmm. attention to the things that really matter. You know, everybody, exactly. there's nothing wrong wanting money and things like that. We tend to put priority in front of priority, you know. God wants you to spend more time with him. Your family, men, those relationships that you're running from in your household. Uh, spend time with yourself, getting to know who you really are, not who society says you are, not who your mom and dad says you are, but who you are. 
and right. love yourself for better or for worse. Know who you are. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. do that among people. And what people. you want. Yeah. You, people are distraction at time. They need them. Once you get around people, you don't have time to get into yourself and figure you out because you're so busy taking care of somebody else's needs or doing this and doing that. You have, you don't have me time. And exactly. And that's so true, Wendy. You know, I, 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 I'm always working. I'm always doing something. Leisha and I, we stay busy. But this time that I've been in, because it's, it's me, my husband, and my daughter, but they're, they're essential workers, so they would go to work every day, but I would work from home. So I have all this time on my hands to while I'm working that I have to think about well, what can I do? How can I better myself? You know, what mm-hmm. is it that I want to do? You know, I have yeah. to look at what when I want to stop when I wanted to stop working. What am I going to be doing? What you know, those are all the things that you start questioning yourself. So, I've been uh, it's been a mental challenge for me these last two months. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be if you if you're not if you're not if you're, not, if you're busy all the time. It would be a challenge to settle down and say, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do now? <laughs> right. And I say with this time, we've taken, we take a lot for granted. Um, just mm-hmm. freedom alone, being able to go where we want to go, when we want to go. We like our options and we don't like our options being taken away from us for any, any reason whatsoever. Um, so I think that just piggybacking off what T said, everybody's going to come out different. Nobody's going to come out the mm-hmm. same. Um, because right. you've had to do some sort of self-evaluation at some point, whether it's mm-hmm. from your mindset, the way you, you think about things, the way you move around, you're always going to look at that uh, in a different manner to make sure that you are doing things a little bit differently because the world is getting ready to change and you don't want to mm-hmm. miss it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of things they tell us that we don't want to miss, but that's one thing you don't want to miss you. And you don't want to miss your growth process and being able to mm-hmm. understand the intent behind what you do. Because the intent behind the things that you do is very important. Uh, and we, we're very mindful <laughs> about how we speak. Yeah, we're very mindful about how we speak to other people and how we treat other people. But we're less mindful about how we speak and treat ourselves. Uh, and Amen. that's very important. You know, you could be so worried about losing somebody else. You, honey, you better be worried about losing you. Because when you lose I you, agree. that's the hardest thing <laughs> to get back. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you that's could, so true. Absolutely. And and as you, you grow, if you could drop five jewels, just a life coaching type moment. If you can drop five jewels on people so to help them get through, what, what jewels would you drop on them? Be yourself, first of all. Don't be distracted by other people and what they say, who you are, um, what they think you should do, what they think of you. To, and don't compare yourself to other people because your calling and your, your duty is not the same as other people. That, and it, you have your own cross to bear. Why do you have somebody else's cross? Um, number three, spend, get, spend time with God. You have to, Nothing works without him. You have to have, a, you have, to have God. Have a vision board, you know, like you have dreams, I want to do this, I want to do that. But once you have a plan for your vision, it's just still a dream, you know. You you can't go forward without a plan. Mm-hmm. And number five, I would say 
you know, number five, I would say, um, I'm back to what you said. The way you, the way you treat yourself is important. You know, you have to say kind. You have to be gentle on yourself. You have to love yourself even though. You say, okay, I screwed up. I made a mistake, but I'm not my mistake. I made a mistake. That's not who I am. It's what I did. And you have to live it, own it, and learn from it. And then they mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, you know, and then um, what else can I say? Mistakes. And life is a life is a nobody's perfect. Life is a journey, and wellness is a journey. Nobody's got it all together. No matter how perfect they seem, that's an illusion. Don't get them saying, "Oh, their life is so great and mine is not," and they got this going on. And I don't. They have the same problems you may have, or somebody in their family has those problems. Somewhere something's wrong. They have to fix mm-hmm. themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why compare? There's no point in comparing. You take your door your own shine that way. Absolutely. And you may be at a different level. You're at a different walk than someone else. So you just have to walk in your journey and not someone else's because they're at a different stage. And I think it all goes back to your titles about what's in your purse, what got me to thinking when you described, you know, explained the, the message behind it. It's so apropos to what we're talking about this evening. Absolutely. And I want to throw in there, um, have an understanding. You know, a lot of times we, when things go wrong or when stuff happens, we got to blame somebody else. If, if a relationship isn't the way we want it to be, we blame somebody else, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or a relationship with your children. If it's not the way it, that you're expecting it to be, uh, you got to place blame instead of understanding that everything you do is a choice. You got free will. And when you make specific choices, those choices direct your next location uh, and the next step you're going to make based on the choices that you've made. So if you haven't done uh, or made the right kind of choices to get you into the position that you want to be, in order to change those things, you're going to have to change, one, the way you think think. And two, the things that you do. You're going to have to start changing those things to position yourself, reposition yourself differently. Um, Instead of always thinking, oh, well, you know, this person doesn't do this, you know, and so why should I do that? Well, that's true. However, if you don't do this, that, and the other, and you allow things to be a certain way, then they're going to continue that way. People only can treat you and do what you allow. And that's and I'm talking adult wise, you know, because as mm-hmm. kids, you know, it's not a child's job to chase down the adult, you know, in, in their life. It's mm-hmm. the adult's job to chase down a child. But as you become older and you become an adult, ain't nobody gotta chase you. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. gotta you know, nobody mm-hmm. has to do none of that. And so mm-hmm. if they are um because we get programmed. We, we are simulated into society and what it feels we should be doing and how it feels we, we got to do this. And, 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 th- and we get wrapped up into that. And we, we have to get out of that. We have to start reprogramming ourselves, reprogramming when we are adults, reprogramming the way we want things to be, the way we think things should be, um, and, and have some understanding with that at the same time, that we cannot control other people. We cannot control their choices. People are going to make specific choices for whatever reason. 
but sometimes you can't charge mm-hmm. it to their heart. You know what I'm saying? You got to charge it to their mind um, because they mm-hmm. don't have that example of, uh, or they're not seeing what it is. And some of that is fear. You know, they're fearful on the steps that they could, should, or will take. You know, and a lot of times people don't want you to go as far as they think that not you can go, but that they think that they can go. You know what I'm saying? Amen. If they don't see themselves doing it, they don't see you doing it either. Uh, and it mm-hmm. really has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that, Miss um, Life Coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Where do we start? That's an, oh, 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 everything you said is absolutely just true. Back to the choices. Back to the, back to the blaming. I feel like if you if you own your own stuff, whatever happens, it's not just blame. It's like did you mm-hmm. wrong? You played a part, and you accepted something you shouldn't have accepted. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault per se, but you are you. It takes two. So you were in there. What can I learn from this experience? Oh, he did me wrong, or she she stole my money. What, what, how were you? What were you doing there? What, what part did you play in there? If you don't own up to that, it's going to happen again. You're going to shoot that same person over again, different name. And as far as the responsibility of, uh, yeah, you know, as, as far as um, uh, people and, and um, being jealous-minded, I grew up with a mother like that. I mean, she downgraded me from the from wherever way she could. She didn't want me to have confidence. She had the little, the least little thing she tried to convince me, I didn't know what I was doing. I, like, I was stupid. You know, that's why I was through life. Until I, and then she let me speak up, and I was a grown woman with children. She would say in front of my children and myself, you know, you shut up. You know what you're talking about. And I felt belittled, and I felt stupid. But eventually I started speaking up out loud. You know what, you like some good sense here. So I started speaking out to her, and it felt like rebellion, but was actually speaking my own rights, my own truth as a human being. Some people don't want you to do, and it's hate. There's two types of haters I do believe. There's one who sees potential in you that you don't see, and they're jealous. And the other one is truly called you out or something is wrong you need to improve on. You know, there's two, it's both are beneficial because there's some value in you, but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're hating so much, some people do it. They 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 call them haters. It's not it's not so much what you can't do is what they can't do. They don't want you to go past them. Mm-hmm. And we live, in, we live in a society where, you know, and I hate to say in the African-American community, we're the, we're, we're the set of people who do it to each other. I mean, really, you find more you find more crabs in the bucket than you find anything else nowadays. Mm-hmm. We're, the only oppressed, we're the only oppressed culture uh, 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 in, the, in the culture, you know, like the Jews were oppressed all through history, but they cling together. The, the Puerto Rican people now, you see them in their community, shopping in their stores, doing their thing. But us, right. oh, what's she doing that for? Uh, got to snap the neck and get all upset. No, support one another. That's how we get ahead. Mm-hmm. Not, not to each other do. down. Yes. Absolutely, and that's what I was saying about uh, assimilating. Um, We have been wired a specific way. 
uh, in order for us to come out of that, we're going to have to change some of the things that we do, change some of the things that we say. And I, I'm glad that you, you spoke on that about the way we speak to our children. You know what I'm saying? The way we speak to our children um, is very crucial and very, very uh, important, important that we are mm-hmm. mindful about what we say to them. Um, you know, sometimes we have a habit of saying, well, you can get out. Okay, well, we don't want them to get out. So now you got to start thinking about ways of uh, to constructive ways to say what you want to do, you know, or what you need them to understand and why and being able to get with them on a level uh, instead of shutting them down a lot of times, you know, and our criticalness. You know what I'm saying? We have to understand that because as kids, they go through so much just in a generation. It's like, Lord, y'all got too much going on, you know? <laughs> and as adults, we do, we flex our authority a lot uh, as parents. I, I And don't send me no inboxes because you know you do. As a parent, you will say, if you got to tell them something too many times, you start flexing your authority, and then it's like, you ain't got no choice. Listen, this is what it's going to be, you know, so, and we do it, I think, out of frustration, a frustration to, to say, listen, I'm tired of going around and around. This is just what it is, you know, but we got to find other ways to be able to get with them and get to them, so I'm glad that you brought that mm-hmm. up. Now, here in the chat room, we... We like to do they're, something they're, a little fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Now, your criticism comes to inner voice, and they they, they believe what you mm-hmm. say because you're a parent. You're a parent, and for you know, that's just like you say, you call the child stupid. They believe that because you told them that because you're the parent. They're looking up to you. Mm-hmm. We have to, you have to, we have to be mindful of what we say because they believe you, and then that change, uh, changing yourself is something you change from your childhood. You're programmed from childhood. You're programmed from society, and and as a, as, a, as an adult, it's your responsibility. You're you can't blame anybody else. They did the best they knew according to what they knew. It's your uh-huh. turn now to take charge of you and live a life that you feel is productive. Uh-huh. <laughs> and think the way you love yourself the way you feel you need it. Uh-huh. Absolutely, so very true. Now, here on Let's mm-hmm. Chat, we like to do something a little fun. I don't have nothing to do with that. That's all tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she come up with all of that. Every question, you know, I, I don't know what she's going to ask. I'm going to say, if you got pearls, go ahead. I'm going to clutch them now because ain't no talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, T. No problem. Okay. Holy sh- well, Winnie, thank you so much for um <laughs> for joining us. This was a very deep and I think sometimes much needed conversation. So thank you for for sharing yourself with us. Now I'm back oh, on my welcome. brain teaser. Thank you. I'm back on back on my brain teaser now. So I'm okay. gonna ask you, give you a brain teaser. So listen very close. You ready? Ready. Okay. Now a family has two parents, six sons. And each of the sons has one sister. How many people are in that family? Oh, Lord. Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) She said, oh, Lord. (laughs) Two parents. Two parents? Mm -hmm. Two parents. And six six children, right? Six sons. 
six and sons, each son has, and each of the mm-hmm. sons has one sister. Ooh. 11, 12, 13. That's the final answer? <laughs> final answer. <laughs> okay. The, the correct answer is nine. And I'm going to break it down for you. Okay. <laughs> Did you get okay. it, Leash? Did you get it, Leash? You said each, there's two parents right. and six sons. Six sons. Six and sons. each son six has sons. a sister. Uh-huh. Yep. How many people are in the family? Six. Six. <laughs> Eleven. Seven, eight. Six but it's, the sister five. doesn't necessarily have to be in the family. <laughs> okay, I'll let y'all that. work that out. Let me know when y'all want the answer. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, okay, six, six sons and two parents. Parents, uh-huh. Six, that's eight. Has a sister. A sister, one sister. But it's so sons. is that they two each parents, six sons, and one sister? So that's nine, two, six. I mean, that's eight, nine. And we know what y'all well, know. No. <laughs> if, each, if, each bro, if each brother has a sister, oh, I get it. They each have the same sister. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I said. I said two adults, six brothers. Each brother has a sister. That's one a sister. sister. A sister. Right, and so that is two, six. That's eight, nine. <laughs> that was a good one. There you go. That was good. <laughs> I was trying to let I really, really thought about it. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That was. That was. <laughs> but you know, because what, like if you if we think about it, how we think, we start thinking so complex about the simplest stuff. You never notice that. Mm-hmm. Like we don't break mm-hmm. it down to like something is. We know it's like the simplest answer, but we all off over across the street and around the corner. <laughs> Exactly. We just like to end each interview with something fun and uplifting. That was. And funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Absolutely. That was a good one. That was a good one. See, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. We so appreciate Thank you coming you. to kick it with us in the chat room on today. On your way out, Wendy, we want you to shout out all of your social media where everyone can get your books and any virtual events that you have coming up. Okay, no virtual events yet. I have some other things going on locally mm-hmm. in my town, but my um, Facebook page is author Wendy Savage with an E on the end. W E N. Y.E. Savage. And my book can be found on Amazon. It's called What's In Your First? A Guide for Women's Wellness. Thanks again for joining us tonight, Wendy. Don't let this be your oh, last you time. This is your home. Okay, this was Welcome fun. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Enjoy the rest you of your evening, okay? Thanks for, having, thanks for having me. 
You are so You're very welcome. welcome. This has been a great night, real smooth. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. It has me. It's been and very informative. You know, I love to I love to learn. You know, I don't care what mm-hmm. it is. I just love to learn whether I'm learning about myself or somebody else. And so I love when people come in and they are open uh, to us and they just kind of let mm-hmm. them let us into their space. Uh, and so we really right. appreciate all of our guests coming to kick it with us here on the chat room. If you're just tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. You can check out our archives here on blogtalk.com as well as iHeartRadio and iTunes and really any podcast app. Uh, you can also check us out on our YouTube channel, Let's Chat Podcast, um, and just talk that talk with us. When we do our Facebook Lives, we have Let's Chat Live. If you want to be a guest, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Indicate whether you want to be a radio guest or a live guest. If you want to be a live guest, there is a fee of $10. Uh, and we talk that talk with you. We appreciate you guys, and we will see y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a good show. Uh, we have author Red Johnson is going to be in the building with us, as well mm-hmm. as Kareem and Blue Marley. They're going to be in here talking about their new so- uh, song they have together, Tag Them. And so we can be talking that talk on tomorrow. Make sure y'all stop on by with us. That's going to be a good show, Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us, and we will see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Uh, Let's play a little Karis. Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Let's I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carriage your motherfucker, now pay attention. Uh-huh. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid, dug into my last day. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane. Nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cold Split personality, I don't know who's who Screws loose, so watch what you say to me I will snap out, I'm a New York Jersey nigga But now I wanna run the south It's not where you from, nigga It's where the fuck you at So I switch that NY and flip it to a break Running up the check, running up the check yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit hey, First off, you don't know who you 
fuck away. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Pop pills, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespecting you get killed. Spit villain like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches. I wear sleep hype, yeah. Hey. You don't want it with the kid from Jersey. Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Cause when I come, I come with fire. Stop putting on your rap, you liar. Uh-huh. You ain't never do a bit, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your rap, you ain't rich, nigga. Uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. Uh-huh. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. No. And write a book about uh-huh. it. Like OJ Simpson did. Uh-huh. I'm a savage, nigga. Uh-huh. I am out of my mind. Right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and shine. I'm on my grind, nigga. So don't you waste my time. And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line. I see you haters, nigga. I hear you haters talking. You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin. I'm about my paper. I'm about my thriller. I'm counting figures. I seen the cross in your eyes. That's why you switch, nigga. Oh, you a bitch, nigga. I'm counting chips, nigga. You keep on chasing ass. I'm getting rich, nigga. Running up the check. Running up the check. Stepping on they neck. Stepping on they neck. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat Better come correct, gotta get respect I rap on for this, I will, I will go to war for this I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit Hey! 